0: Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work, but Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. Coming up part two of the podcast series on the Zigbee Thread collaboration. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, this is Mike Wolf. Welcome to the Smart Home Show. It's Tuesday, April 14th, the day before Taxi. If you haven't done your taxes and you're a U.S. citizen and you pay taxes, uh, maybe you should get to work. Maybe you shouldn't be listening to podcasts. If you live somewhere else besides the U.S., I don't know when your taxi is, so maybe you should be doing that as well. But as for who we're talking to today, we're talking to the head of the Zigbee Alliance, Tobin Richardson, and the head of the Thread Group, Chris Boros. I want to talk to them firsthand about what this new agreement between the Thread Group and the Zigbee Alliance means, why they decided to work together, and what the implications are. Just last week, I talked to Keith Winks who is the CEO of Greenpeak, a major Zigbee chipset provider, and he had some interesting things to say. You may have listened to that podcast. But this, coupled with that podcast, I think you can get a pretty full picture of what's going on with regards to the Zigbee Alliance and the Thread Group and what they're doing together. We also catch up with Chris Boros about what's happening with the Thread Group. Thread 1.0 is going to be finished this summer and when we'll see products. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and get informed and up-to-date on what's going on between these two groups. Before we get started, I want to mention today's sponsor. We actually have a sponsor for today's Smart Home show. It's actually Control 4. For those of you who live in Breeze Smart Home, you certainly know about Control 4. They have an interesting event called the Smart Living Experience, a live webcast that you can register for coming up on April 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, where they'll be connecting both dealers and customers to demonstrate life in a smart home. And they'll be demonstrate the benefits of coordinating lights, comfort, and technology together. Come see all the latest Control 4, both software and hardware, specifically comfort solutions, touchscreens, video intercom, multi room audio, new remote, and multi room video. If you are interested in this event on April 22nd at 7 p.m., you can register for it now at control4.co. That's C T R L 4.co backslash live smart. Again, C T R L 4.co backslash live smart. You can register for it. They also have a video archive of it for afterwards as well. So go ahead and check it out. I'm sure this will be great. If you want to understand what these guys are doing and kind of just generally what's happening on the cutting edge of the smart home, I suggest you check it out. I'll also have the link in the show notes as well as technology.fm if you want to find it there. All right, folks, that's it. Here's my conversation with Tobin Richardson and Chris Boros. Well, I'm happy to have Tobin Richardson, the president and CEO of Zigbee Alliance, and Chris Boros, the president of Thread Group today to talk about the, the interesting agreement you guys announced last week, I believe, to work together. And Chris, you were going to describe the news and talk a little bit about what was announced.
1: Absolutely. So um, we announced uh, a very exciting partnership between uh, the Zigbee Alliance and the Thread Group, um, where we're going to be uh, working together um, to look at creating a combined solution um, to provide a great consumer experience and help the industry, help the industry, the connected home, space improve um, and really we're looking at uh, running Zigbee's ZCL application protocols over thread um, IPv6 mesh networks uh, for the connected home space um, you know working together to reduce fragmentation in the industry um, working to help product manufacturers create a fantastic connected home products and ultimately improve the consumer experience in the connected home space and um, you know, thread, um, is focused purely at the networking layer uh, of the connected home and being able to provide a robust, secure IP-based network, um, uh, to securely communicate IPv6 communications around the home between all these connected devices. And we've always wanted to partner with other industry alliance and standards bodies, uh, to provide a combined solution where we provide the networking layer. Uh, and other organizations provide uh, great application layers that can run over the top
0: of Thread networks. This was all made possible because you guys are uh, building both atop the same IEEE standard in 802.15.4. Um, but, and you guys, like you said, Chris, you guys have the network layer, but you do not go up to the application layer. If, if you're looking at it from your perspective, Tobin, why did you guys decide to work with Thread? Yeah,
2: a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, I, you know, at the history of Zigbee Alliance has been that we've typically defined, uh, the interoperability across a number of layers, including the networking layer. Uh, and as you mentioned, on top of 15.4, out of IEEE and specifying how to implement that. Um, and then also, um, over the last several years, really defining the application layer. Um, so that is our, is our background and a real push on, um, elaborating into the, and uh, at the smart home um really uh, had our members looking at different ways to both uh you know build on the on the great success that uh, Zigbee Pro networking with with the application layers enjoyed uh but then also um you know addressing the need for native IP stack um and so we've done some IP work before uh but the ones that we've done before have been either you know tailor-made or focused more specifically uh on areas like the utility industry and others like that um, so that combination of the of the IP networking, and as uh, Chris uh, well put, uh, you know what what comes along with that, really tailored for the smart home, um, and then looking to couple with uh, really the great work that our members have done uh, at the application layer, made a lot of sense to see what we could do together. So it's a great you know it's a great opportunity to uh, build on. On the market penetration that uh, that ZigBee's had, and then also make sure that we have a good path for manufacturers. We're looking to bring native IP uh, products to the market, and that's that's really what we're looking forward to here.
0: When I look at you know what ZigBee gets out of this, like you said, Tobin, you guys had done some uh, IP work before, but you get an IPv6 Mm stack that that Thread has, Um, and and you're also now being able to use their six low pan part of the same thing. So there's there's a lot there, but is there a is there a threat to to Zigbee sockets, if you will. If people are looking to to build around Zigbee or if they have Zigbee. Could they essentially now, because Thread is getting an application layer, build entire entirely around Thread?
2: So, you know, the way that the way that we see it in our membership, you know, first of of course, is that we're we're still in the process of working out what this looks like in terms of the market implementation, um, and so we'll we'll have some better ideas about how that works. But as you as you mentioned already, you know, we're both built on fifteen four. And that allows uh, our product manufacturers to have a you know a, a good way to uh, to implement today. And if they want to uh, build a product that's available in the market, you know, tomorrow afternoon, uh, they can they can effectively go with uh, with Zippy Pro, and they can have the confidence that that's going to uh, both have a market today, as well as be you know, really uh, easily compatible or, or changed uh, to to uh, thread networks if that's the choice that they make. Uh, which is why I think it uh, makes a lot of sense for us to to couple with uh, with Thread and bring the the power of the application layer. Now, there's a lot of importance around the application layer when you talk about end device interoperability, uh, whether you're talking about the fact that you need to understand that a thermostat is actually talking to another thermostat, or or those kinds of definitions um, that just simply aren't available within the networking layer. Uh, and so we know that there's a continued value in in delivering that. It's just simply a matter of ensuring that we're partnering with the right organizations that are addressing those needs that we either uh, aren't ourselves or where it makes sense to, uh, for our members. And, and you know, I know this is the same for Chris's organization, but really a member-driven and member-led organization. So, uh, you know, it really only matters if there are product manufacturers who have products and services they want to bring to market. And then our job is to really help and facilitate uh, putting behind that the interoperability standards to allow different manufacturers to work together.
0: Walk me through a little bit if I'm a product manufacturer and I want to implement um, a native 2.15.4 radio with the thread of network layer and then the Zigbee application stack on top of that. um, Am I then essentially be having to become a member of both the thread group as well as the ZigBee Alliance to do that? Or can I be uh, just part of like the thread group?
1: So I'll, uh, I'll take this one Tobin. Um, So right now, um, you know, both uh, organizations are committed to their independence uh, and we're working together um, to, to, to look at providing this combined solution. Um, Right now I you know w- the two separate member bases um, and I imagine that the uh, a product company would probably have to join both organizations in some way shape or form we haven't exactly uh, made public the details of of how a product manufacturer would use both sets of technologies in, in in a combined product or in, in, a, in, a, in a in a one end product so but we'll be releasing details um, you know in the coming months
0: okay. Now you had mentioned, I believe it. I don't know if it was on th- this interview or, or or other, but you're also looking to work with other groups on the on the Thread side. So what may be next for you guys?
1: Um, so uh, as Tabor mentioned, you know, Thread is a, a very member-led organization. Um, so we uh, we set up some different working groups to look at uh, different application layers running over Z-B. Oh, sorry, running over Thread, I should say. And um, the uh, we started with uh, uh, our work with the Zigbee Alliance because um, you know there was a, a large number of members uh, requesting such a, such a solution uh, and also there was the, the, the maxi compatibility as well. So there's a lot of good reasons that we started working with Zigbee. And in the future, I think there is potential for, for the Thread Group to work with other uh, industry alliance and standard setting organizations at the application layer, but we're not, uh, we're, we're not discussing who and when uh, right now.
0: I'd be interested in both your either of your opinions on, and, and and this is really about your your announcement, and I appreciate that. But you know, I'd be interested to hear what your, your thoughts are on, you know, the growing momentum around mesh in other areas besides the uh, five Duff four world. Obviously, Bluetooth, we, we're seeing uh, the mesh announcement there. Any any thoughts on on what happened with that? Um, sure, Toby, I'll take this okay. one. Um, so sure. you know, looking
1: looking at um uh, looking at the, the the connected home space, um, I I certainly see. A world where there's going to be a number of different wireless networking technologies in the home all fulfilling different roles um, or all connecting different types of products together um, thread's vision um, is obviously that you know some of the the mesh networking in the home is best suited for for thread uh, thread technology but there's going to be other types of networking in the home as well um, for instance, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is a great technology um, for for putting devices on the internet, sharing your internet connection. Um, and, and Thread is definitely not a replacement for Wi-Fi. And there's other networking technologies out there as well. Um, that um, some are some um, are point-to-point networks or hub-and-spoke networks today, uh, and some are maybe looking to use mesh networking in the future. Uh, and our view is that that's that's absolutely fine, and there will be room for for multiple wireless networking technologies in the home. whereby, but really looking at um, using IPv6 as a as a common convergence layer that can actually run over all of those networks in your home, bind them all together into one logical network, and allow devices to um, to simply um, route information back and forth between the networks. So devices on your Wi-Fi network can talk devices on your Thread network. So and so forth, um, and whereby there are other mesh networks or other networking technologies in the home that also support ipv six. I think that's that's a, a very likely, you know, um, scenario uh, way out into the future.
2: Yeah, I think Chris, uh, you answered that well. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's there are good natural fits for uh, for a lot of the different wireless technologies. Will there be ten? No, it's going to be it's going to be a few, and I think that's one of the things that our members of been driving toward and, and seeing our both of our memberships really is that uh, for for the smart home uh, there's a good a good mix of Wi-Fi for content delivery Bluetooth for the point-to-point wearables and things like that and then for mesh and and then other low power low data rate devices um, things that are really uh, constrained devices uh, Zigbee and 154 are an excellent solution for that and I think that's how you're seeing the the evolution of products that are actually being uh, built and deployed uh, for use. I think there will be a natural kind of bumping up against each other um, on the peripheral, uh, periphery, sorry, of uh, some of the application areas. Uh, so I think, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, Bluetooth looking at this. I know they're early on looking at the mesh and and Wi-Fi has been looking at that for a while as well. Um, and then if you look outside the smart home, it's an area that has a tremendous amount of opportunity. Uh, we actually in the Zigbee Alliance have a number of working groups looking both, uh, at, uh, really neighborhood area networks and, and, uh, and a variety of other places, uh, that mesh networking makes a whole lot of sense. I know that was a really important, uh, vein for, uh, for utilities. When I was a PG&E, that was, uh, something that was really helpful for neighborhood area networks in the backhaul. Um, the other part I think that was really important that, uh, Chris mentioned is, you know, the focus on IP. And we, we talk about fragmentation in the market. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, our members are really excited to be working with Thread at this point because we do want to decrease the fragmentation of the market. And we look at what are the unifying bands that can help accelerate that, make for a better customer experience. And I think IP is an area that does allow us to do that. It's commonly understood. Um, and while we're certainly going to be specifying perhaps, you know, not exactly what's come out of the IETF, but, you know, some good arrangement back and forth. I think that uh, as a common unifying theme can be useful in getting through a lot of this, uh, the short-term period, the smart home, as 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 you know, Michael has a has a great opportunity. Uh, but in the end, you and I, as consumers, we need to make sure that we're just buying things based on the value that's delivered to us, not necessarily on all the nuts and bolts that are underneath. We we don't want everyone to be a network administrator. We want them to enjoy the fruits of the uh, of the actual work that the engineers have put in to make it a seamless experience.
0: Tobin, you'd mentioned the other areas that Zigbee has been involved in, and I was, I'm certainly well aware of like the work you guys have done with um, neighborhood area networks, et cetera. So, talk about the impact, if at all, um, of this announcement in areas outside of the connected home, because it seems like it was centered around the connected home.
2: Yeah, so you know, I think I think it's early to say what what the impact will be. Uh, we're excited about the opportunity that it brings to be working with uh, some of the ways that uh, Threader is looking at the networking stack. So, we'll take a lot of that in our in our technical working groups. We'll We'll chomp on that. We've had. Uh, as I mentioned, a number of other areas uh, that are looking both at IP networking for uh, for different application areas. So I think there's always a good opportunity for cross uh, uh, you know learning across different work groups, um, and so we'll we'll see where they uh, where they take uh, good benefit from from the other areas. But right now, this is this effort is really uh, focused on the smart home, and I think that's a good focus because it's a well-defined user base, and and it uh, gives us an opportunity to be uh, fairly well focused on the task at hand.
0: Could we conceivably see field software upgrades for nodes already in the field?
2: I, I would expect that's probably the case. Uh, you know, I'll defer to Chris on some of that as well. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of what the what the end thread specifications look like, what the total resource requirements are, and and uh, and how that's uh, how that's supported, and whether or not you know, really over the year upgrades are supported by different devices. Some of that's optional. Some of it's mandatory, depending on how uh, devices have been deployed. So um, I think uh, it's, there's certainly an op- opportunity for that.
1: Yes, certainly the um you know thread's been designed um to to be deployable to devices that have uh, have already been fielded. Um and uh but you, it's really up to the product manufacturers and the service providers as to what they want to do with their devices that have been put into the field when it comes to to software updates. But thread's certainly been designed with that in mind and um and once devices are in the field it's it's pretty straightforward to give them software updates once they're on a thread
0: network. Well. Chris, real quickly, an update on where we are with Thread 1.0. It looks like, it was it the timing around June, July where we're going to see it actually rolled out?
1: Uh, that's correct. Yeah, so we're releasing the specification to, uh, to members in, uh, in June. So we're on track for a June delivery there. Um, the, and we're also working on a product certification program, and that will go live um, shortly after the spec becomes available a little bit later this year. And um, and thread uh, thread enabled products are, are in development. It's very exciting, um, and uh, we expect to see them um, the first ones hitting the market in the second half of this year.
0: So they will be on store shelves by Christmas time. Will they have uh, branding on boxes mm-hmm. saying "this thread thread compatible"?
1: They may well do. Now <laughs> uh, it's the actual timing of that is obviously up to the product. Sure, the sure. But um, all of the pieces will be in place to allow product manufacturers to ship. But actually, when the product goes uh, it hits the store shelf is, unfortunately, out of our control.
0: You've done what you can. It's up to them at that point.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story but, of standards
0: organization. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, this has been great catching up and getting the update from both of you guys. I really appreciate you spending time because I know you're busy. So thanks a lot.
2: Yeah, your pleasure. Same here. Thank you very much.
0: So there you go. I hope you're up to date on everything that's going on with Zigbee, with Thread, and the work they're doing between the two groups. Between this conversation and the one I had with Case Link, I think you, get, you should pretty much have everything you need. You should be equipped. Now go out and build stuff, or just enjoy your superior knowledge of the smart home that you can impress friends with and be cool at parties with. All right, folks, thanks for listening. As always, if you want to listen to more smart home shows, you know where to go. If you want to have a conversation with me on Twitter, just go to Twitter and find me at Michael Wolf. Just my two my two names put together. It's pretty easy. Well that's it. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.